All right, Seattle Kraken fans, it is a game day. Yesterday, we had to stop being polite. We had to start getting real. And we're going to get really real tonight as we welcome Edmonton. We are ahead of them in the division, in the conference, and in the league standings. But only if we win tonight will we remain there. Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to the Friday, the game day edition of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Where we start this podcast is essentially where we left off yesterday. Yesterday, I went real world Seattle on you. No, not that show from that network that actually used to play music. No, this is the NHL edition, the real world Seattle. And in the real world... Seattle Kraken fans, you got to get a little more edgy in order to go the distance. It's been cute. We're an expansion franchise. Oh, look at us. We're playing better than we did last season. Oh, my goodness. We have the best threads in the entire league. Great for us. And now it's time to level up, level up, level up, level up. Let's go. We can do this, and it starts tonight as we take on the Edmonton Oilers. Here's a little snap preview of the, the game notes that the Seattle Kraken sent over. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see them on your screen. If you're not watching on YouTube, no fret. I'll walk you through it. I mentioned it in the open. We are ahead of the Edmonton Oilers in the division, conference, and league standings. They are at 40 points, 19, 15, and 8. Uh, nine, they are 19, 15, and 2, excuse me, with their overall record. Our overall record, 18, 11, and 4, both sitting at 40 points. We right now in the division are fourth. You know who leapfrogged us? The Calgary Flames, who we lost to the other day. We are eighth overall in the conference. Right behind who? The Calgary Flames, who we lost to the other day. And in the league, we are 17th overall. That's right. Right behind the Calgary Flames, who, yes, we lost to the other night. Right behind us in all categories, is the Edmonton Oilers. Our home record, we're getting better. I love it. Above 500 at 9-7-2. Their away record, 10-6-1. Edmonton is going to come ready to play, so we best be ready to play. If you look at some of the other numbers that we have here, in our last 10, look at us. We're 3-6-1. They're 5-3-2. Burakovsky is our leading scorer with 28 points. Oh, my goodness. Good googly moogly. Connor McDavid has 67 points alone. Now, granted, I'm going to close out of this. We've talked about it. We get even scoring. The TNT broadcast, if you watched and had the sound on, uh, they talked about it as well. The even scoring is good. It's good 
for now. And as much as I don't always like listening to the TNT broadcast, I did think it was good to hear a national perspective. We're good enough for now. We're definitely improved from last season. Um, and I think you heard the TNT broadcast really talk about who's going to be that elite level scorer. Andre Burakovsky being our leading scorer is amazing, but will we ever get to a point where we have one player on the team that has 67 points alone before the close of December? I'd like to see it. We don't have one of those players right now. I still don't understand. Why, even at the national level, people are not talking more about defense. We'll get into another article that hints at that, mostly on the goaltending side of things. I thought it was an interesting article. We're going to talk about that later on the show. Other scenarios that I think are important for us to know as we go into this game tonight. Remember, we've been talking about it for days that we need to win against Pacific Division opponents. You know what we haven't done in the last two games? Win against Pacific Division opponents. And it's not going to get easier. So we understand that it's going to be Philip Grubauer in net. He has an 8.89 save percentage, just a hair above Martin Jones, who's at 8.88. He's got Philip Grubauer, that is, 12 games played, three wins, six losses for and a 3-2-8 goals against average. Now, we don't know if we're going to get Jack Campbell or Stuart Skinner from the Edmonton Oilers. 9-16 for Skinner. Uh, games played, 22, 11 wins, nine losses, 2.81 goal against average. Jack Campbell, we've got eight wins, six losses, 4.02 GAA, 867 save percentage. So it's been a tough go for uh, for Campbell. Um, some other notes. I talked about this regarding the Calgary Flames. I'm very curious to see what the, the breakdown is between if we're leading or trailing. So here's what we have. The Edmonton Oilers are 9, 10, and 1 when their opponent scores first. They're 10, 5, and 1 when they score first. We are 12, 2, and 2 when we score first. So overall, the odds are in our favor, once again, if we score first. If the Edmonton Oilers are leading after one period they're 6-2 and 0 oh. if they're trailing after one period they're 6-7 and 0 oh. the seattle kraken when we're leading after the first are 7-2 and 1 if we're trailing after the first we are 3-6 and 1 how about if we're tied 7-6 and 2 for edmonton and 8-3 and 2 for the seattle kraken this is important leading after the after two periods 10 1 and 1 for Edmonton, 11 1 and 2 for Seattle. Getting that lead leading after the second period, massive. We've blown a few tires in the third period, if you know what I mean. So, you know, I'd, I'd really like us to have a lead. If we're trailing after two periods, we're 2 8 and 0. The Edmonton Oilers are 3 12 and 1. So, an early start is important, but leading after the second, even more importanter. Ah, uh, yeah, that's probably 
Probably not a word. Whatever. You get the point. Of course, I was being dramatic. Three game essentials. Um, let's talk about this a little bit. We're going to go in descending order. So Bob Condor, three game essentials. Third essential, the goalie choice. For a high-powered Edmonton team, he talks about the 67 points in 36 games. Nasty, nasty work by Connor McDavid. But also talks about um, what's going to happen in net. Free agent signee Jeff Campbell, Jack Campbell, excuse me, has struggled mightily. Started only 15 of the 36 games. I told you about the save percentage. Rookie Stuart Skinner is keeping the Oilers in playoff contention with an 11-9-1 record and a 9-2-1 save percentage. Oilers head back to Edmonton for a New Year's Eve matchup with Winnipeg. So the guess is Skinner gets the divisional nod on Friday. So that means we get the Rook tonight. And then they let Jack Campbell do his thing against Winnipeg. So we'll see. Again, odds not in our favor, at least regarding how Jack is playing, and we need this win. All right, second point here in three game essentials. And for those watching on YouTube, actually, let me pull it up for you so you can see what I'm seeing. So in the three game essentials, we're also, of course, talking about playing above the bar. And I alluded to this, you know, and it's it's right here. I want you, I'm gonna read this. Uh, during his post-game comments Wednesday and again Thursday after an optional skate, Haxtell, with no prompting, emphasized that every Kraken skater needs to, quote, play above the bar if his team is to move from, from playoff contender in the first 33 games to playoff qualifier when the next 49 games are finished. Wednesday night, he specifically said three or four guys we're not playing to team standards. He doubled down on that concept on Thursday. This is interesting because I wonder if this, if there are any changes that we see to the lineup. And, you know, I had questions regarding Martin Jones um, and the, the, remember, the last time we thought Martin Jones was going to start there was a change, last-minute change, and we did see Jones and Nets since then, but I've always kept an eye on that, but I am curious to see if there's any things that we usually see for the Seattle Kraken that after these comments, especially if we drop today's game, which I I, I even shudder to say, but if we drop the game, I, I you got to see some shakeups. If this is how he's feeling, if he's, one, feeling that there's three or four guys that aren't playing up to standard and he's challenging the team to hit another level. There might be some folks that find themselves uh, not playing too much. Very curious about that. Let's close out the um, three game essentials shot selection. Talked a little bit about it yesterday, but really this is about Dave Haxtell wanting to see better shot selection. Um, one of the challenges for our group is making sure our shot selection is good. We can't turn down shots this time of year. We can't always look for the better play. Sometimes you just put it into the scoring area and get inside to shoot loose pucks for rebounds. We can improve there. And this is something that if you've been watching World Juniors, and I talked about it a little bit, if you've been watching World Juniors, in the first game for the United States, 
they ramped it up so much in the third period by getting more shots. They weren't always the prettiest shot, but they were peppering. They were cycling in their offensive zone, and that allowed them to, if they didn't get the initial first shot that they wanted, to then win the puck in their offensive zone and create opportunities. And that's what won them the game. So if you've been watching World Juniors, you probably remember that. That's what we need to see from the Seattle Kraken. Will we see it to be determined? Coming up on Locked on Kraken, I I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Uh, You know, so many times, so many ways it's been said But is this Seattle Kraken team a real, true contender? I'm going to take you to an ESPN article co-written by, of course, Ryan S. Clark to determine that. And then, you know, we've been talking about stop being polite, start getting real. I do want to end on a high note. This is the New Year's Eve Eve podcast. It's a game day. And so we're going to up the vibes by first mellowing out a little bit. So we're going to mellow out at the end of this podcast and get you ready so that you are really relaxed and in the zone so we can hold fast, stay true, and cheer for the Kraken tonight because, oh, baby, we need this win. The next message is brought to you by the NHTSA. If it can happen so easily, you're out with your friends or coworkers, you're putting back a few drinks and a few becomes a few too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling for a ride and then you say, nah, you're good to drive. You live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total the car. You kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thank you, as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We know that you have lots of sports podcasts that you can listen to, including other ones on the Locked On Network, like Locked On Sports Today. If you want to know everything that's happening across sports from our insiders and experts, Locked On Sports Today is the place to go. But if you want to know what's happening in uh, all of international hockey, men's hockey, women's hockey, then Locked On NHL is the place to go. And as a matter of fact, you can see right here on today's episode of Locked On NHL, I joined Gil Martin and Rachel Donner for what will be a bi-weekly women's hockey spotlight. Now, we already talked about this on Locked on Kraken. I talked about Ian Kennedy's article and his newsletter post about why we don't have a World Junior Championships in the women's side of the bracket. So essentially, Layla Edwards, for example, MVP of the U18s from Team USA, has nowhere to play internationally unless she fights for a position with against Hillary Knight, Kendall Coyne, Schofield, and the like to play on the senior women's team. So we get into that a little bit more. I'm really excited to be a part of Locked on NHL and to bring you a little bit more consistency in our women's hockey coverage. It's only bi-weekly right now. It's Better than it was, but we want more. We want to be able to have a place to talk about women's hockey on a daily basis, just like all of the other coverage that we bring to you 
over on the Locked On Network. So I hope you check it out. Check the show notes if you want to see that from earlier today. I told you we're going to go to our good friend Ryan Soto Clark. You know I love his articles. He has another banger for us. Are the Seattle Kraken a legitimate NHL playoff contender? Now, he co-wrote this with Kristen Shilton. Uh, I love his opens. And again, I don't know how much Ryan wrote versus Kristen, um, but it definitely has a Ryan S. Clark vibe. It begins. There's always that one surprise NHL team, the success story we don't see coming. They've gone from missing the playoffs, usually by a sizable margin, to beginning the following season so well that it forces an inevitable question. Are they for real? This season, Cinderella turned. This season, Cinderella turned has belonged to the Seattle Kraken. And what I like about this article, I'll show it to you here. Definitely check it out. Link in the show notes. It's it you you can see here on the screen that he's talking to players, but then he talks to experts as well. And a lot of the experts have a lot of questions about goaltending. Um, And so that's something that the Seattle Kraken are going to have to figure out. Uh, Just from this article, uh, you see um, the Kraken's maturation also played a part in easing Martin Jones into finding early success. The Kraken signed Jones after Chris Drieger coming off a rocky NHL season tour and ACL at the IIHF Men's World Championships in June. That left Seattle with only Philip Grubauer and Joey, Joey DeCourt under contract, and the intention was for Jones to work in tandem with Grubauer moving ahead. Well, we know what happens. And of course he had to put in a higher workload, but the article goes on to say, and some experts are named. Others are essentially anonymous. Um, I'm assuming they, for whatever reason, don't want their name attached. Maybe they're a little bit too close to the organization. Who knows? But, um, they talk a lot about goaltending. And if we're being honest, I read the numbers from our goaltenders. Are they great? No. Are they better than what I thought we were going to get from Martin Jones? Yes. Is Philip Grubauer looking better, in my opinion? Yes. And that's not enough. But the article falls just short of calling for better defense. I don't think I've come across many articles that are really being critical about the defensive systems and then also the blue liners. And the mistakes that we make in front of net that makes some of these goals um, very difficult to save. So I do like this article. I think it's fantastic in a lot of ways, including saying these are some of the things we have to consider if we want to say this is a team that's going to be a contender. I mean, some of the quotes are just fantastic as far as the questions that we really need to be asking. I liked this quote, I'd be worried about how much pressure is on Seattle's offense to carry the day, a source said. You're already starting to see that. Unless they're getting three, four, five goals a night, Seattle is losing games or not winning as many tight games or one goal games. That's a problem when the second half of the season picks up. Teams are settled in and making trades and getting better, and Seattle could wind up in the dust if their most successful formula requires 
four plus goals a game. You're not going to sustain that. And you're certainly not going to get away with it in the playoffs. No lie detected source. Um, someone else says you can't complain when you're winning games, even though I think they would like better numbers overall, specifically thinking about uh, goaltending. I don't think goaltending is as good as they want it to be. And you don't want it to be an issue in the second half of the season uh, to try and keep winning despite putting up not so great numbers. So there's a lot here. It's not a glorified piece. Again, we're going to stop being polite. We're going to start getting real. I like that there's a lot of different voices, including the players, that are a part of this because we need to take a fine-tooth comb and we need to hear the reality of the situation. I've been telling you, Martin Jones has impressed me. At least as Grubauer was just getting back or even before he got injured, I thought Martin Jones was our guy. I've also said, how long is this going to last? Did we break Martin Jones? And is this enough? I don't know the answer to the first two, but the third one, no, it's not enough. And we've already started to see that. So as the fatigue and the holidays and all of the other stuff that happens around this time of year, once that subsides, what kind of Seattle Kraken team are we going to see? And so there's a lot of really interesting questions and quotes that are in here. We don't know the answers. We don't know how people are going to stay healthy. We also don't know, by the by, Chris Drieger, who has a fantastic helmet, by the way, and it has nothing to do uh, with a sea urchin, Greg Wyshynski. Uh, it doesn't have a fish or a tentacle on that thing, from what I can tell. But he tapped into the musical culture and history of Seattle. Anyway, that's a complete aside. My point in mentioning Chris Drieger is that he's been back on the ice. So we saw his helmet, which is amazing, but he's back on the ice. He's still listed as out. So, um, but it's a good sign that he's now getting some reps in practice with the team. So definitely go read that article that I mentioned on ESPN. It's in the show notes coming up next on Locked on Kraken. I do want to take us to World Juniors quickly. And then as promised, we're going to leave this on a Zen Good energy, low key vibe. I want you well rested so that you can go up high, top of your lungs, and root, root, root for the home team because we need this win. We need the hand and prayer circles. We need saging of the nets. We need game day naps. We need all of it because our guys are in a position where, yet again, here I am saying, if ever there's a must-win game in December, this could be it. So let's get it done. That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. I'm super excited that we have another holiday weekend. This time, of course... We're talking about uh, the new year. And, um, you know, I, I'm, we're going to do the whole resolutions and we're, we'll do that next week. We've got time for it, right? But um, I, I'm very intrigued by this team. 
I think that I, I want this win. I've said that the last three, four games, and I haven't gotten a win, so I'm a little, I'm feeling some kind of way, you know, about it. But let's just get through December. Uh, we were feeling good coming into December, coming out not so great, so we can turn the tide. I know that Dave Haxel, his new thing is we're not talking about momentum, especially from game to game. He wants to see that determination, that will, that fire. In the article I mentioned in the last segment, uh, someone mentioned that it just looked like last year if Seattle lost the lead, they got <sighs> deflated. And I don't think we've seen that in-game but we've seen it from game to game. And I'm a little bit nervous. We need to end and snap this stretch right now. So I don't know what it is. I don't know who needs to flip a table or, you know, toss some, you know, over a, a bucket of bio steel or whatever the case is. But someone needs to get riled up, a la what Shane Wright did for Hockey Canada. We talked about that yesterday. Let's give you the scores. So yesterday, we had Finland and Latvia play. Finland wins that 3-0. We had Sweden and Czechia. That was a, a overtime game. I told you about that one. That was a good one. I uh, told you it was going to be a good one. And then a 5-1 win for the United States. Canada with the 11-0 win. We talked about that a little bit yesterday because um, those scores were already in. Now today, Slovakia beats Latvia 3-0. Germany and Austria playing right now. Germany up 2 to nothing. And then tomorrow, Switzerland versus Slovakia, Czechia and Germany, the United States and Finland and Canada and Sweden. Right now, your standings in Group A. Sweden with eight points, followed by Czechia with seven, Canada with six. Germany and Austria have yet to record uh, some points in the standings, but that will change today. Right now, Germany in the lead there. In Group B, Finland atop the table with seven points. Slovakia and the United States both have six. They have Slovakia, though, in second place. It's because of the goal differential. And then we also have uh, Switzerland with four points, Latvia with one point. Just in case you didn't know, the tournament uh, format here, 10 teams divided into two five-team groups in the preliminary round. After the single round-robin series in each group, the top four teams from each group will advance to the playoff round, while the fifth-place team in each group will move to relegation. I alluded to this a little bit uh, regarding Austria and how they're trying not to be in, in relegation. So, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I don't think that a lot of people had the USA and Canada in third in their group, respectively. Uh, but here we are. So... Canada really did well for themselves in the goals for goals against uh, category with that win the other day, but they still don't have enough points to be top of table. So that tiebreaker is not really going to come in and help them, at least not until Sweden or Czechia lose another game. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. This is our last show of the year. By Monday, we'll be in 2023. We'll be in the future. Um, so we'll definitely keep you up to date on what's happening. But as promised, I want to end this episode on a low-key vibe. And I was a little late to the party. Let me tell you, I did not see this video go up 
from the Seattle Kraken, but I'm so glad that I came across it the other day. I'm all about the low-key vibes, but also, I mean, come on. You've got Donnie Boy is like a cartoon here. They've got, I mean, a husky the it's just like it's amazing and then if you listen which i'm not gonna air this for you i'm not gonna play it for you but it's little john forslin catchphrases but remixed for the holiday like he put that elf on the top shelf like it's just fantastic 11 minutes of bliss go listen to this i'm gonna go listen to this i'm gonna get my game day snacks i'm gonna get my game day nap on and then we're going to watch the game together. It's actually on ESPN. I haven't watched uh, Hockey Night on ESPN in a little bit, uh, or at least not the ESPN broadcast. So going to be watching on ESPN, ESPN Plus technically. Um, and it's going to be a good one. We need this win. So let's go lo-fi with the Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken, lo-fi beats. I love it. We're going to zen out. And then we're going to rock CPA out to close out 2022 and usher in a new era of Seattle Kraken hockey in 2023. Are we a playoff contender? I don't know. I will tell you that I believe that we can be. And that's all a matter of what some of the things Dave Haxtell has been saying. Are we ready to ante it up and put in the work? It's the hard that makes it great. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. We're going to stop being polite. We're going to start being real. The Pollyanna era is over. And I have faith in our boys because they've got a lot of heart. And they're going to need to perform well, even if we kick this up to the front office. We're going to need to perform well if we do want to catch that big fish that can give us almost 70 points before the close of December and get us all the more close to bringing another Stanley Cup title Back to the city of Seattle. That's our show. Remember, go listen to Locked On Sports today. Check out Locked On NHL and the women's hockey segment. There's going to be a link directly to that segment, about 10 minutes talking about why we should have a Women's World Junior Championship. And since we don't, the cost that it brings to the growth and parity of the game. Hold fast, stay true, be kind to yourself and to one another. On Monday, we're going to recap the New Year's Day game. We're going to be watching that live on playback. Check the links in the show notes if you want to check that out. And we will be joined by the consummate professional, Gil Martin, who I was on uh, Locked On NHL with. He and I are going to talk about what we saw on Sunday as the Seattle Kraken Welcome the New York Islanders to CPA. Have a good day. I'll catch you on Kraken Twitter a little bit later tonight. Peace.